welcome again to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerard, and joining me tonight is Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. We've got a great one for you, folks. I mean, that's how I want to start it off. I mean, there's not that too much to talk about, but uh, I mean, there's plenty to talk about. But we'll, we'll get into it as we usually do. Um, I, I don't know. There's there wasn't too much movement in the football area, and actually, that's that's probably a good thing. Um, except for NFL, of course. We'll, we'll touch on that. Men and women's basketball, you, you got to love it and hate it. We'll let you decide which is which. And also LSU, just the school, it's, uh, it's rolling out Bayou Traditions. LSU's officially, official, organized NIL entity, I, I guess we can call it. Uh, we'll talk about that as well. But before we do, want to check in with the co-hosts, see how you guys are doing how your quiet weekends went, and what do you look forward to now that we're entering into February? And there's basically going to be no more football left. Uh, I think there's one game, that's about it. But after that one game, that's it. Yeah, good to be with you. Um, You're right. You know, football's pretty much over. We got the Super Bowl, and that's about it. Uh, And, um, but, you know, down here, it's, it's, basically Mardi Gras swinging in. So oh, uh, you get to kind you. of enjoy that outside of the sports. And then, you know, typically, you know, you, like you said, it would be basketball season right now. We would be excited about basketball, but maybe we're not, it, it, depending on which, uh, which team you're talking about. Um, and so, you know, Hey, we, we, we've still got a lot, a lot of good, good stuff coming out of LSU and, and uh, you know, happy to talk, talk about it with y'all. Yep. How's it going guys? Good to be here. Like you mentioned on the the Mardi Gras, that's kind of the thing I'm looking forward to between now and our next podcast. I'll be flying to New Orleans for a Mardi Gras ball, so excited about that Um, because I haven't been to really New Orleans Mardi Gras in in a couple of years, so that'll be good. And then, yeah, all we got about in the sports world is the Super Bowl a little bit later, uh, not featuring Joe Burrow, unfortunately. And then after that, it's, uh, it's the March Madness, which the women will probably be the only one participating in the, in the madness. The men will be in the March sadness, but we'll, uh, we'll get to that when the time comes, but yeah, I'm happy to, to throw it around with y'all today. Hey man, uh, I wanted to check with you guys. Cause I have actually never been to a Mardi Gras in new Orleans, been one throughout the state. Of course, you know, I lived in Louisiana for a little while. I mean, I was, I think I was a kid then. So I, I don't remember much just coming home with, you know, doubloons and, uh, and necklaces and all that stuff and just seeing, seeing a bunch of pretty colors and weird things on floats go by. But like, I, I don't know what I always tell people is, I don't know, Mardi Gras in New Orleans, it's, it's a madhouse. It's probably mostly tourists. You can experience it elsewhere in the state and kind of get the same feel. But like, do you, would you swear by at least trying Mardi Gras in New Orleans once? Like, does it, is it worth going there? above anywhere else once in your life i would say Uh, i'd say once yeah definitely i'd agree i think it's a pretty unique experience there's kind of a little something for everybody you've got the tourists like downtown on bourbon street party fest uh, and then there's like kind of the stretches where the families go and then there's kind of the uptown like college more party area also so uh, a lot of fun very crowded like you said the logistics are probably the worst part about it um the price you pay for hotels and transportation and parking and and all that getting in and out uh, but but it's definitely fun and um yeah you can go with your family or with your friends whoever just to, to get a little taste for it and then you can say you've you've checked it off the list 
<laughs> right. Right. And then you don't have to deal with any of that ever again unless it's just, I don't know, that's your thing. It's like some people go to Vegas and then it's like a whole new world is opened up to them. <laughs> and they just, they swear by it after that. So just don't know if Mardi Gras is the same thing. I'll check it out. Maybe one day. I got some friends that uh, they go every year. They dress up every day, um, post their pictures online. I don't know if I'll do all that, but I'll, I'll, I'll at least check it out. I'll run into you, Daniel, but I don't want to see you dressed up in any like antebellum gowns. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm going to the. I'm not even going to the parade. I'm just going to the ball, so I'm gonna have to wear my tuxedo. But that's all. Tuxedos. Okay, cool. That's fine. All right. Just to bring it back to our focus, uh, like we said, not not too much is is going on. I mean, you know, football season is over with. There's a Senior Bowl coming up. You know, I know there's a couple Tigers playing in that. Uh, then of course you got the NFL draft coming up. Some of our guys are preparing for that. There is no transfer portal right now. The portal is closed until well, whenever it's open again, you know, further notice. Uh, and recruiting's pretty quiet. So it's obviously a good time to talk about men and women's basketball. Here I'm talking. <laughs> uh, we'll start with men's. Uh, it hasn't gotten any better. Tigers are on what, an eight game losing stretch right now? Um, yeah. Although I got to say, the last two games, they've looked good doing it. I'm not saying their play improved much, but they just the uniforms, man. The uniforms, this, yeah. <laughs> nice, yeah, the nice and white with the cursive old school script. Um, I, I, although, to give them credit, though, against uh, Texas Tech, uh, they did only lose by, I think, eight. So Single digits, baby. Yeah, they, 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 that, that's an improvement. That is an improvement. Um, but other than that, I, you know, I don't know if so we can say that we haven't already – already covered really in, in previous pods right it's just uh it's a first year team they they look great coming out of the gates starting strong like will wade's team did but you know then you know once the kind of sec it got a little rocky with will wade but it's like he he like he took care of kentucky he beat kentucky he would beat the floridas he would get these wins here and there um mac mcmahon's having a little bit tougher stretch starting out uh i mean you know he had one guy leave the team who although reportedly he's back justice hill uh, but I don't know. Other than that, uh, you know, I think it's just, I guess we could just say it's a, it's a rebuilding year. It looked more promising at the, at the onset. I think even in the preseason, right. Just because of all the transfers we got, including like three from his previous team, you'd think like yeah. three out of five, that's, that's like the core. It could be, could be a core of a team. Um, just hasn't worked out that way for us. What do you guys think? Is it more just all right? So it's, it's a rebuilding year, or um, and we just well, watch other stuff, or what? It kind of shows you a little bit the the talent difference between some of these like mid major programs who do good for themselves, kind of like Murray State, what Matt McMahon was doing, or you think about like VCU, like where Will Wade was, or Wichita State. Um, obviously, Gonzaga is kind of the outlier there because they do get top talent, but yeah, like guys who can dominate it at uh, Murray state are not exactly going to cut it in the sec. Um, when you've got top five, Bama top five, Tennessee high ranking Auburn and Arkansas that you have to battle against week in and week out. And that talent gap has just been kind of showing its face every week. Um, unfortunately, eight straight games in the hole. And I mean, there's been a lot of rumblings online about LSU letting Mad McMahon go after just one season here, which I don't think they're going to do that, but um, the, the leash is going to be pretty short in year two and the seat will be 
warm, if not quite hot. Uh, yeah. So he, he'll need to to at least pick up a couple of SEC wins down the stretch just to kind of keep the um, the tide at bay. Um, I guess literally since we do play Alabama this week, that one will probably go poorly as well. But uh, it's been a been a rough showing. At least we have enough wins on the the women's side to to slightly make up for it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think, I don't know the, I was all I, it's weird. All I think about now that, uh, with, with the way basketball is going is will Wade. I'm just like, man, could he have done better? Would he have done better? Should we have gotten rid of him? All of that. But, um, I, I think you're right. Again, you, know, you bring up a good point about like, maybe the transition from, from Murray state to here is not, you know, as easy as it might look. Um, the other thing that I keep thinking about is like, I wonder, did is Matt McMahon kind of, is he just, uh, did he just kind of coast to this job through the, um, the rise of Ja Morant? Because he was like the big, you know, he's, he's obviously his best player that, that, uh, McMahon ever had. He's now a superstar in the NBA. Everybody loves him. Everybody loves to, to, you know, the, the uh, ESPN is always showing his highlights and everything. And even, this year, I think, um, like at the very beginning of the season, they had him come to LSU and like visit or something. And they made his, you know, they had a Jersey with his name on it and all this kind of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it makes, makes you think like, well, maybe he just kind of got lucky with this one guy, kind of like a, a Gene Chizik type situation. Mm-hmm. Maybe, a someone might even argue an Ed Orgeron situation. They get lucky with one player. Um, it is, it is you know, halfway through one year. So it's or year one. So it's not, um, it's a little early, you know, you got to, and, and you do have to keep, keep it, keep into consideration that every person pretty much on the team left last year and he had to, you know, kind of rebuild the entire roster. But uh, yeah, it's not good looking at eight losses in a row. No. And you have to wonder, uh, you know, you just, you just look at the losses um, it's not like they were at the beginning of the season. Cause you know, we'd made remarks about how I, it's like, whether they win or lose, it's, it's like within like four or eight points either way. Right. Teams that, I don't know, like wake forest. I, I don't know how that would have gone another year or, um, somebody else that we beat. Uh, I don't know it was maybe that last second loss to Kansas state or something. It's just like, it's like you see them in games against teams from other conferences and they like, all right, well, I don't know. It's, they looked okay. They won yeah. one, they lost one, and then they beat Arkansas that first SEC game. But then ever since then, it's just been completely different. They have just been getting shellacked. They have not even been, like, competitive in the game. Like, maybe in the first few minutes, you know, like, but but after that, it's just there's – they get behind and there's no catching up, and there just doesn't seem to be any – I don't know, spark with the team, really. So I, I don't know if that's, that is from pulling people from all over the place. Maybe that settles down in a second year. Uh, but like he's, I don't know who's going to be leaving after this year, who he has to replace, but it's going to be the same issue. It's like with John Cal- like John Calipari was, you know, it was a problem for him because he had to keep replacing all these first-rounders, right? And he just, he would just replace them with potentially more first-rounders. But then you can see now, though, that, that kind of ran out of steam. He's just not. It's just not. He's just not producing the kind of the same kind of thing as he was before. So, I you know I I just don't know that replacing guys in the transfer portal with other guys. I, I don't know. Uh, hopefully he can recruit like some some good like build a foundation 
Uh, well, it's, it's, it's not even looking so great on that so, front it's either. It's not looking good. Yeah, Daniel. LSU only has two recruits, one four-star and one three-star next year. So uh, two is not an entire team, and there's no super high-level talent there. So unless he starts putting out strong offers a la Will Wade, then um, LSU, or Baton Rouge may not be the hotbed for, for basketball activity in the next year or two, sad to say. Well, I don't know. Maybe a different tradition will brew down on the bayou maybe that's where this bayou traditions comes in and can like help get these guys there i don't know but to back what you said about uh mcmahon being gone i mean when he came in it was understood that we would be facing violations right and i thought that they would give him at least like five years just until like until we found out what's going to happen from all these violations from the Will Wade era? Like, don't you think that they would give him, like they would wait to see what happens there. Cause you would think that's, I don't know. It just, it, it just never falls, right? Like that shoe just never drops. Whatever's going to happen from that investigation, but you would think, all right, well, once that hits, we're going to give Matt McMahon like a year or two. I don't know what the violation, like the penalties could be, but yeah. I, I don't know. Don't you think they would give him at least two, three years? That's, that. Yeah, that, I mean, that, and that's what it's. It's almost it's similar to um, when Brian Kelly was was hired because the expectation when Brian Kelly came was like, well, what? How how well can he really do year one? We had you know, it's a lot of the not the same but a similar situation of people leaving the program. What is the what is really the foundation of this program? What is the what is the uh, the the you know guts of what we have? Of course, Brian Kelly was able to actually turn it all around in year one and and pretty much you know get to where you kind of wanted to be. Um, but the 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 thinking was, hey, we're going to give him a couple. We're going to a year a year or two. He has a big mess to clean up. Um, I think you can you can almost certainly and uh, you know give that to Matt McMahon as well, because I mean, especially looking at it now, that the mess that he had is a lot worse than what football was at. But then again, also Matt McMahon's not one of the most winningest coaches in his sport, like Brian Kelly was. So he might not get the benefit the, as the as benefit of a doubt. No, that's true. Uh, and LSU, you know, as 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 good as basketball we've seen, and as a lot of you know the talent that's come out of the program, yeah, it's it's not a championship level. Actually, never you know never has been. It won they won an SEC title with will wade but that was of course you know the the strong years and it's never like what they did it maybe a couple times with with dale brown i don't remember i know they did with uh but still it's just like you know we're not we're not a uh not a like like a yeah no we haven't even won a title ever ever. so i mean the closest we went is what oh five with john brady yeah yeah final four Glenn davis so with that being said, I, I think, yeah, basketball is tougher because it's not like like some of the guys that we got and lost after that 2019 team came because of that, right? Like they, like, oh, yeah, everyone can go to Alabama, but, you know, I can go to LSU and do the same thing and play against those guys, you know, if, if this is what they're going to have. But then that next year, we just lost all that capital. So, <laughs> uh, I, you know, in a way, Brian Kelly was rebuilding, but not as bad as, as Matt McMahon. That's where the men are at. Yeah, it's where Kim (laughs) Kim Mulkey comes in with her 20-game win streak, putting it on the line tonight uh, against Tennessee, which was uh, like a blue blood 
blue blood women's basketball program. Um, although I, I don't know, I, they're not, they're not like the, the top right now, still a pretty good program though. Uh, they, I don't know. It's, it's going to be a hard fought game for LSU. I expect they've had some, you know, in this, this 20 game win streak, but, um, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see if, uh, Angel Reese still gets her, her double double and LSU continues to win. Cause you know, it's kind of like 2019 or, uh, you know, what, what Tennessee fans would say last year. It's like, you know, we, we've been good all year, but every, every time we do something good, you're like, yeah, but you didn't do this mm-hmm. and do that. And then they're like, well, now what? All right, well, now you got to beat Alabama. Okay. Well, we did that now. Well, see, now you have to win the SEC. So we know you're really good. Yeah. Okay. We did that. Okay. But see, now you have to play in the playoff against Oklahoma. That's, that's just not, we, we just won by like 40 points. Okay. But that was the semifinals. And now <laughs> you got to play Clemson with Trevor Lawrence and you guys, this is where your ride ends. And then they win that and they're like, all right, well, it's the greatest team ever. Thank you. <laughs> you know, True. So, yeah. But anyway, uh, bringing it back to women's basketball. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know enough. Um, I just feel like they're in a really good position and it's not just Angel Reese. It's, They've got other people on the team that are doing really well, and it's just a, it's a good cohesive unit effort. You can feel it, right? Different than men's basketball. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe that's what you get when you pay a lot of money for a high-level coach like Brian Kelly or Kim Mulkey instead of like settling for um, well, someone with a lower track record. Not to throw <laughs> yeah, shade but, at but Matt also McMahon. You can't, I don't think I don't think that you know I don't think suddenly Coach K comes out of retirement to come coach at LSU just because you give much of money. <laughs> Yeah, there wasn't anybody available. Like the only everybody person, has a price. Yeah, but <laughs> who who would be available? It's like the the next person out there that's available that people aren't acting on yet is probably Will Wade. Yeah, right? um, yeah. Look at does he, have, does he have a show cause? Is that a thing? Uh, like, wasn't that a kind of, that was kind of like a, a back and forth on whether or not he would yeah. get that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but that would I mean, pre- that, being, that would prevent him from getting the job. But anyway. Right. Yeah, I think right. you're right. Like the top coach not, you know, available as of right now is probably Will Wade. It doesn't feel like basketball has the coaching carousel that that football no. does. No, it doesn't. Um, and it's not that like they all go to the NBA necessarily either, mm-hmm. right? It's just, I don't know. They they just move around. They retire. That's it. I don't know. It feels like whereas like um, probably I would say what probably 60% of college coaches want to go on to to the NFL. I feel like the most like, uh, like the, and that's the pinnacle of like co- coaching for them. A lot of college basketball coaches, it seems like the pinnacle would be to get to a, 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 a Kentucky, Carolina Duke, and then just be able to set up shop and stay there for 20 years. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, but I mean, that's, that that itself is is hard to get. I, I couldn't tell you who's coaching at Duke now, but John uh, Shire. Okay, well, I, I don't know who. He but still, it's like, for him. um, like Roy Williams, right? He was at Kansas, and then he went to UNC, and yep. it's like he, he's been at both of those places over a, you know a dozen years each. So it's just it's like yeah, if they're that good and they get somewhere, they don't move around. So, I mean, it's it's different with Nick Saban now, but everyone else in the like he's the oldest guy in the SEC, so uh, he's <laughs> everyone else just moves around a lot more. Um, and I think the, the the difference is like I think college basketball 
Like they, I don't think they would ever take an existent position, right? Like uh, football, you would. You'd go from Uh-oh. like head yeah. coach down to assist, like defensive coordinator, assistant, and then you yeah. work back up. Uh, I don't know if you do that in basketball. No, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, basketball's different. The, the head coach is much more of like the whole team. You know what I mean? Whereas like in the coordinators, the, the coordinators are, um, yeah. 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 Maybe it's, it's easier to coach five guys than 22 at the same time. True. Um, yeah. And math like, there. Yeah. And I think it's easier because right. Just because of the, the way the possession works in the game, there's just, there's complete, there's a complete separation between offense and defense. There's commercial timeouts for kind of loud basketball. It's, Whoops, bad pass. All right, now we're on defense. You know, it's just it's immediate. So you, you yeah. gotta keep both at the same all the time. And yeah, I mean it's it is easier with five guys. Um, and you do have assistance as well. Plus it's I don't know. I, I think basketball is just it's such a I think it would be a simpler game. I don't know. Um I think, yeah, trying to go against eleven guys, running a ball. There's just less there's less moving pieces. You know, mm-hmm. like there's there are there aren't three phases, or I mean, there are different phases of the game, but it's not completely different phases like defense and offense on a football team and special teams. And you don't have 85 people you're trying to manage. Um, you know, and, and everyone kind of does the same function. You know, what I mean, like everybody's playing defense, everybody's playing offense. Everybody on offense, there's not a running back and a quarterback and a wide receiver. There's you know, everyone's handling the ball to some extent, shooting, you know, and, and passing pretty much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hopefully, I don't know if, uh, if it's just a, a personnel issue or if it is a, you know, indeed like just a system issue with Matt McMahon. But, I mean, uh, hopefully he can finish the season above 500, uh, kind of salvage at least the, the good start he had. I mean, they got to travel to Mizzou this week, um, who is, I don't know, they're all right. Um, you know, they, they're not world beaters, but they have beat Illinois, who was ranked at the time. They beat UK, who was ranked. They, they just came off of that, you know, that Big 12 SEC challenge where we lost to Texas Tech, our best game in a while, where we only lost by eight. Uh, and they kind of beat the heck out of Iowa State, who's like a top 20 team. So won't be easy. Not to say the Tigers can't do it, but... I know they got to do different, got to do something different. I think Matt McMahon, I don't know. It's easy to say, but if you're, if you're looking at that long of a losing streak, it's like whatever is you're doing is not working. So how do you change it? Or is there just a way that like, they're just not going to get any better. Like that I don't accept. Right. How do you beat Arkansas? But then you just lose to everybody else the rest of the season. So I don't know. It's gotta be a change. Wouldn't you think? It's hard to change your person. Yeah, it's hard to change your personnel because you don't really have anybody else than the seven or eight guys you're stuck with. Um, so it has to be more tactics. And if the uh, the athleticism isn't enough to match the tactics, then you're going to have a tough time, which is what we've been doing. But basically, John Calipari like broke this team because we were we beat Arkansas and then we were down by one with two seconds left, and then we lost to Kentucky, and then we lost every yeah. game since then. Uh, so um, we'll have whatever he's having. <laughs> yeah uh but anyway uh but then like you said then we got alabama after that and i don't know um i think after that though 
I don't know. I think maybe the schedule is somewhat easier. It's not as much of a, a murderer's row anymore of all these ranked SEC teams. So I don't know. Maybe they can finish positively. Maybe they can get in the NIT, work something out. I don't know. If you win that, you get an automatic bid to the next tournament. So something to work for. Um, yeah. Well, bringing it back to what we were talking about earlier with what else you could do moving forward. Uh, Scott Woodward let out a video telling everyone what to expect at LSU now. They've created basically LSU's own NIL, name, image, and likeness. It's not a trust, really, right? It's just uh, it's just a, basically a pool of money that anyone can donate to, and yeah. it just helps create NIL money to lure prospective athletes to LSU in I guess any sport really he, he like they didn't make anything specific uh they showed pictures of all different kind of sports stuff I, I don't know stuff we haven't even talked about stuff I've never seen before so uh what do you think because to me I, I think it's you know the LSU had to do something they kind of got had to play catch up on the NIL front um I, I think they, they have a good grasp on it but this I don't know. I don't know what this is going to do that the Tiger Athletic Fund can't or individual donors can't, right? It's like it's just basically creating a separate pool of money just so we know that this is our NIL money to give out to athletes to lure them here. So we're going to give them money to come play. Is that a pretty fair assessment? That's, that's yeah, I, mean, I feel like it's just shifting shifting money around from one account to another. That's, I, I, I don't know, like I think that I think that LSU has been at a point where they've been criticized so much for the way they've handled the NIL stuff. Um, you know, A and M has the collective that supposedly had a billion dollars in it or something, um, and and we didn't have a collective. We haven't had a collective for two years now, and so now I think I think that basically it's kind of just checking the box of like, well, we we need to have one. Everyone else has one. Yeah, and it's weird because the people who donate to this are pretty much the same people who would donate to the TAF exactly at, at their t- different tiers anyway. So what are the real advantages of donating to this one instead of that one? Because you already got some perks and tax write-offs and whatnot for the TAF. I- I'm not entirely sure if the Bayou Traditions thing is tax-deductible. If you That's if you what I was about to, to say. I don't think it would be. And like, so what's really the point? Because on, on their website, if you look at it, it gives you – the list of like perks at the different levels from the very basic, the purple tier, which is a hundred dollars a year and you get an exclusive NIL newsletter. So that's cool. (laughs) Um, All the way up to the go tier, which is $50,000 a year. um, And you get, uh, what else do you get? You get merchandise (laughs) signed. Thank you note from LSU student athlete, exclusive tailgate pass signed memorabilia from a student athlete and a personalized video from a student athlete. So if that's worth $50,000 a year to you, then uh, go for it. Also, it leaves a note that says for contributions over 50,000, please contact Brent at bayoutraditionscollective.com. <laughs> so if any of our listeners are trying to donate 50 K plus contact Brent, whoever that is. Um, but yeah, it was kind of strange. I guess it's, it's good to have it. Like you said, Tommy, in writing so you can get it cooking, but there's not a whole lot of specifics here. And it seems just kind of like a slush fund for like backroom deals. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this whole NIL thing, it's like created a business in and of itself. Oh Um, yeah. Like 
we have this Bayou traditions now, right? Like now there's someone to email. There's a job there. Someone's Somebody's, running. Yeah. Who, who's managing this? Who's investing this? Who's administering? That's where I think the real money is in NIL is, is getting into the NIL, uh, uh, you know, facilitation game. Yeah, it's basically like a hedge fund or like they're going to take 2% of like the assets under management every year and take 2% off the top of your whatever $10 million um, and somebody's going to have a nice payday. Uh, hopefully the athletes get it as well. Um, and they didn't really give any details on how they're going to allocate it like appropriately to each sport or each athlete or how they're going to do the deal specifically. Um, so that'll probably come out more over time. But uh, yeah, I guess we're taking baby steps here a year and a half later than a lot of other schools, like you mentioned, Tommy. What I don't get is um, actually two things. Uh, one, like I, I, I thought that the whole point of it, and I, I don't understand how these collectives are supposed to work, especially when like looking at, this is the first website of a collective I've actually looked at. I don't know if, I don't know if Texas or A&M or Alabama has websites for their collectives. Um, I thought the collective was more of just like, a donors coming together and being like, okay, we're going to do basically do what Gordon McCurran has done for LSU players where it's like, you know, we're going to get together and we're going to invest in advertising and sponsorship deals with all these athletes. Um, I, I wonder what, like, I thought that the whole point of the name image likeness um, rule is not that it, you're not paying for play. Like that's the whole, like, distinction they've made it's supposed to be that you're paying for their services so if i donate i guess oh i guess i guess what i'm paying for is the i guess i'm paying fifty thousand dollars for the video like that's that's the service that the athlete is providing me or something or or the newsletter or but, how about but, this if if there's such a if there's such a renowned athlete um in in college uh, I mean, I think it started with the the O'Bannon brothers when they played a UCLA ba- like they won a title in UCLA basketball, and they were yeah. claiming that the the video game it, it looked like them, and like you know they they make a lot of money off of EA Sports makes a lot of money off those games, um, I, I, to, but it didn't come around until what uh, the last few years. So if there was, you know, I don't know if LSU like the the name, image, and likeness was so that these athletes. Because remember, I think it started also back when UConn won a basketball title, and they're oh yeah, I can't even you know afford ga- uh, meals in between games or something. That's so yeah. that's where I think that's where it started to pick up steam again. And yes. then it's supposed to be so that they are not you know, like these coaches are making ten million dollars a year. Meanwhile, their star player is you know like hungry between games, right? That's the whole point of all this is so that you can't restrict these guys ability to make money because everyone else is making money off of them yes but i think that's why i was asking about this by your traditions is because this is not this this puts it from name image and nightless it just makes them allowed to take a deal from say nike or if you know the only one that comes to mind right now off the top of my head is like johnny uh manzel like johnny football right if someone came to him and he was playing like this was his heisman year in 2022 and they want to give him a deal as Johnny Football, he could do that. Yeah. But this by traditions, this is basically just all right. Well, we are now just an organized website for bagmen. That's it. Yes. No, that that that's exactly my point. And like, what exactly is the is the the name image? What is the how is the 
the transaction? What's the other side of this transaction other than just playing on the field? I, I don't understand that. The other thing, and Daniel, you mentioned the, uh, the percentage points of like how much, um, you know, how much Bayou Traditions is taking from the donations. <laughs> um, so they say, so $10 monthly is equal to $100 annually. So are they taking $20 off the top? Well, no, I think they're just giving you the discount of if you pay like for a full year uh, up front, okay. kind of like a lot of places will, oh, will give you a discount sense. for a year subscription. But yeah. Oh, okay. For a second, I thought it was like, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna sign up for a uh, for a a twelve month package, and one hundred dollars will go to our collective. The rest of it will go to Brett. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's it's got over. It's someone's gonna have overhead, right? That's true. Yeah. And also like they list the perk as like personalized video from LSU student athlete. Do you get to choose who the athlete is or are you going to get somebody oh, from no. like the, from oh, like the no. equestrian team send you like a <laughs> 10 second, like, Hey Daniel, thanks for donating. Thanks so <laughs> Goodbye. Well, I wasn't even, is... I wasn't even thinking that I was thinking like, you're going to get a video from our third string kicker. Who's like a preferred walk on, <laughs> you know, like thanks for the donation. Like get out of here. I want a video from Kayshawn, you know? Yeah. Anyway, uh, I will. Well, hopefully it works out for us. <laughs> All right, but initial initial reaction, do you think this is going to help LSU or is it just going to muddy the waters? I think it's an I think it's an a neither. I don't think it I don't think it hurts us. I don't think it helps us. I think this is I think this is more so that way LSU and when when people start criticizing him for not have for for being behind on the NIL stuff, they can say, "What do you mean we have Bayou? Have you not seen BayouTraditions.com? And mm, I, yeah. I still think that the that the majority of the NIL money, whatever you want to call them, the money deals, the NIL deals, all that that's going to go that's going to go down behind the scenes. It's not going to go. You're not going to pay your millions of dollars through a portal powered by GiveButter.com, which is what. Which is what MyUtraditionsCollective.com has. Like Gordon McKernan or whoever business person Raisin Cane is going to reach out to Tayshawn or Jaden Daniels or whoever personally or through their you know intermediary. It's not going to you're not going to be donating it to this website. True. Also, it sounds like one of those kind of small like clothing stores in Baton Rouge that like sell LSU merchandise. Bayou Traditions Collective. Yeah, that is. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's kind of true. It is, but it is, you know, the wave. And I, I, I guess I, the last question I had about, is it going to help or is it going to muddy? That was more about the, just everything in general, as far as NIL, because you look around, you know, the A&M had the collective, but then you see schools like Alabama is creating like a whole NIL center. It's going to be in uh Bryant Denny stadium and it's partnered with Leal, Learfield. Right, like yeah. the guys that were, uh, like basically running uh, sports in the not running, but you know they just lo- had a lot to do with the sports in the southeast. Um, and Miami's kind of doing the same thing. They're gonna well, they're gonna open a like a, a suite within their uh, football operations center, not quite its own center, but still, it's just like guys are. It's 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 going to become its own thing, and um. I don't know. LSU's going to have an NIL director at some point. Then you're going to, you know, there's going to be NIL director. We'll have you NIL directed before. Where did you, where was your press stops? Oh yeah, you did over at Gardner Webb. All right, well, cool. Come on. Let's bring him in for an, uh, in an interview. 
know, it's just, it, it's going to be such an NIL frenzy over the next few years. It's just, see, get in or, or find yourself out, I guess. I guess. I don't know. I, I, we'll see. We will see. We'll see what this Bayou collected. Watch, watch LSU land like a, the top class of all time, and they attributed all the Bayou traditions collective. <laughs> and we have to retract our our yeah, podcast. We have, to, we have to take all. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'd be happy to. I'd be happy to. All right, we were wrong here on talking tigs. Matt McMahon knows what he's doing, and the NIL collective Bayou traditions is. Matt McMahon goes goes. Uh, thirty and zero next year, and he he says it's all because of Bayou Traditions Collective. <laughs> yep, and then he can do dancing videos with Brian Kelly, and all will be right. And Jay Johnson. Yep. Uh, speaking of Jay Johnson, I mean he's no no pressure on him, right? Preseason number one ranked team, um, coming in his second year. So hey, uh, I don't know. I'm excited. They had some scrimmages. This weekend, really some highlights. I didn't really see stats of anything. I don't really know what, to, what I would make of it anyway. But I'll, they'll get started here in a couple weeks. And I don't know. I mean, just high expectations, right? Probably the only thing in LSU, except maybe after 2019 as far as football goes, is like, well, what's this season going to bring? High expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Expectations were high last year as well. We weren't, I think, like, going to take it all down, but. Weren't we like preseason number two? Yeah. But yeah, we were definitely talking Omaha and we we made it to the regional, but we didn't get that farther than that. And this year it's, it's the hype is even bigger. So hopefully Jay Johnson and all the talent we have can live up to it. Um, And I'm certainly excited, but uh, trying to temper expectations a little bit just in case it's not. 20 to zero every single game. Like a lot of people think it's going to be right off the rip, but yeah. yeah. Um, looking forward to that after this rough stretch in, in the basketball. I'll just be happy if we have three solid starters, right? True. <laughs> if we make it to Omaha and don't win, but if we have three solid starters and we can take them into the following year, uh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't experienced that as a LSU baseball fan in a little while now. So bring it on. Let's see it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I, I, don't know. I think that's not going to be an issue, and I don't think offense is going to be an issue. It just depends on how, you know, I don't know. Just looking at some of those videos released, uh, one was by WAFB. It was just, it looked pit- pitcher heavy. Like, our guys, like, we can't even hit against our own pitching, which is good for the season. Good but, problems to have. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Unless you guys had something else, kind of wanted to hop into this NFL playoff scenario real quick because we know the Super Bowl is set now, right? Bengals lost, unfortunately, for Joe and, and Jamar. Uh and then also uh the Eagles won as well. Or so Kansas City won and the Eagles won. That's who's gonna face off in the Super Bowl. Sucks cause I don't know. I mean Joe had a couple couple bad throws, but otherwise, man, I mean it was it was twenty twenty came down to a you know a a, a final second kick. So I know you got to think, well, they got the best of it last year. They just didn't have it this year. Maybe next yeah. year will be the one. Um, and then San Francisco is just, they're just obliterated by Philadelphia. Yeah. So, I don't know. What, is, what does that make you think about the 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 Super Bowl itself? Because it's pretty similar quarterback situations, offenses. Obviously, 
Mahomes is not exactly Jalen Hurts, but I mean, just as what they, what they can do. Um, I don't know. It's uh, I think it's going to be a good matchup. It's going to come down to defense, obviously. I don't know. I feel like Philly probably has the advantage there, but mm-hmm. yeah, right now mm-hmm. I think Vegas on the early line is saying like Eagles by one or something, but they're saying it's a close game. Um, I, I think I kind of like the Eagles on there as well. They're a pretty complete team. Yeah. And obviously Kansas city is a complete team as well, but they've had a lot of injuries. Mahomes was out there hobbling for two thirds of the game. They lost like their top three receivers or something and still Kadarius Tony. Them. He's out. I think. Uh-huh. Um, and then Legereus Sneed, like one of their top corners, Louisiana tech alum. He was out also. Uh, so yeah, the, the Eagles have been rocking and rolling. And so I think, they have a good shot to take it down. Obviously it's sad for the Bengals and Joe Burrow and Jamar chase and a game that came down to a personal foul late hit out of bounds, which is a real tough way to go. I feel bad for that guy, but you got to kind of control your emotions there. Although the Bengals had a chance to win it. They had the ball with what was it? A minute and 30 seconds left and they were driving and they kind of just stalled out and had to punt. Um, so Joe had his chance. So you can't be too sour on it. It's crazy. It was the exact same score as last year's AFC championship in, in reverse though. Yeah. Um, so there are two teams on equal footing and I'm excited to watch Joe Burrow and Patrick Mahomes go at it in the coming years as we got the kind of the changing of the guard with all these quarterbacks here too. And Jalen Hurts has been playing so well also. So should be a good Super Bowl. I want the Bengals there, but um, a lot of talent on the field. So uh, one last game of football until August, sad to say. So Enjoy while lasts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I mean, go ahead. I mean, I, I think I, I, I'm rooting for the Eagles. I, if I had to bet, I think I might, I think I'm betting on the Chiefs there. After the way they put, like, Mahomes looks 100%. He's yeah, been he there before. I mean, yeah, he was a straight up warrior last night. Um, and that, uh, Pinchekov or whoever the whoever Isaiah the, Pacheco, the, yeah, he basically took Clyde's job. Yeah, well, no, Clyde's injured. Hmm. He is. He's been out all season. But anyways, yeah, Pinchenko or whatever his name is, um, that guy is good. Like I, I don't know. I, now I, I like. I, I think I like the Eagles. I want. I like Jalen Hurts a lot. I, I want them to win. But um, if I had to bet, I think I'm going. I think I'm going Chiefs. Hmm. Okay. I don't know what I would go. I, I think I'd probably go with the the Eagles just just because. Um, yeah. But I just don't think I don't think the NFC is, has been as tough this year as the AFC. So I feel like, you know, I, I wonder if we've almost got a little bit of false uh, a false look at the Eagles and how dominant they are. Because yeah. I mean, like, look, like the Cowboys were not that were not that good. And then the game we watched last night with the 49ers, I mean, they were basically they were playing with nobody by the end of the game. I mean, it was so sad to watch Brock Purdy. He couldn't even throw the ball. He yeah, they put him back in there. And I don't know if y'all saw it today. They say he had a torn UCL, so he's out for like six months. So he actually he was hurt, and he was still went back in there. But, yeah, you beat the 49ers with their, like, fifth-string quarterback, basically. Um well, not even there. I mean, they're, they're, like, they were fifth string, and then that guy got injured too. Mm-hmm. Who was it? Who was the guy who came in for Purdy? Josh Johnson, who's been on like yeah. 13 different teams in the NFL or something. So he comes in, then he gets injured. So then they put injured Purdy back on. It's like when, uh, it's like when, uh, Greg Jennings had that broken leg. 
Mm. You gotta do it for Madden. You gotta do it yeah. for Madden. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh well, hey, it is what it is. Do what you can. Uh I, yeah, if if San Francisco somehow won that game, I mean then we're gonna I don't think they were gonna fare too well in the Super Bowl. Because yeah, like they they wouldn't have played that quarterback. He wouldn't have lasted the whole game. Party, party time is over. Uh, I mean, he had a good run, but yeah, not not, not his fault. Uh, that'll that's pretty much it for football. Uh, although speaking of NFL, I don't know. I was going to make a comment about Stetson Bennett, but the more I thought about it, it's like ever since Georgia won that title game, it's just been a rash of just either bad or just not good news, right? Mm. Like, there was, I think, within 24 to 48 hours, whatever it was, like, there was a player and a coach that that died in a a car wreck. A car accident, yeah. Yeah, right after the title game. And then they had a transfer come in from Mississippi State. Guy was arrested within, like, right as he got in Athens. It was, like, some domestic issue. Oh, that's yeah, that's that's it was like serious charges. So that happened. And now they're <laughs> they're fourth place finishing Heisman Trophy candidates, um, Stetson Bennett, who's in Dallas training for the NFL, gets arrested for drunken disorder because he's knocking on doors at 6 a.m. And all that together, I'm just like, well, I don't know. Uh, you know, maybe that's the beginning of the dynasty. Maybe it's the end of like just a good two-year stretch. I don't know. But um, come on on that if you want. Just George, anything after the title because it's just I don't know. It's just a weird string of events in a short period of time. But as far as Stetson Bennett, it's great that he's training for the draft. I don't know if anyone thought he was going to be like a high pick, but even if you were thinking, all right, maybe he's like a good Brock Brock Purdy type transaction what about now it's like the guy's preparing for the nfl but he's getting drunk and like I, I don't know to me that's it's not like he won the title and was doing that the next morning this is like he's training for the nfl and he's getting drunk on a sunday and knocking on doors at 6 a.m I, I don't know yeah somebody somebody's still gonna pick him because he's a two-time national champion winning quarterback and he's got talent but yeah i mean he wasn't a top 10 pick before and he's not a top 10 pick now so uh he'll probably battle it out in camp and get a backup job somewhere and then maybe get a shot so uh, i think he'll he, go, like, he'll go the way of aj McCarron or you know yeah. some of these other some of the other quarterbacks that win national championships and are good college players great college players but i i, I just don't see him having a a, a, a starting nfl career mm, he's kind of like the yeah. inverse like josh allen or anthony richardson or something who's like not a huge winner in college but they have all the stuff the nfl scouts are like loving so like they're going to be yeah. a top 10 like pick anyway yeah yeah no i, I think he is going to be like a good fifth six round value something like that because i don't know uh it just it it just boggles my mind sometimes where these kids where they it's basically millions in front of them but like in a split second it could turn like that. And it's just, it, what it ultimately is, is a business decision. I don't think they know that at the time. It's a business decision. I just, I'm just some surprised. Maybe there is like plenty of education for them before all this stuff happens. And they just 
you know, you know, think about it because at some point, you know, they're still in college. It's life, right? How can yeah. you, how much can you train a 22 year old to like think about millions ahead of time? I don't know. Anyway, I don't that's know. a wrap. Yeah, I think so. I don't know how, but I think it all ties back into the NIL stuff. So true. We'll we'll we'll, we'll touch back on this at a later date because I think it's somehow all connected. But other than that, yeah, I think it's a wrap. Unless you guys had something else. Also, this, this just popped into my head. I don't want to go on to it for too much. But uh, if Brian Kelly wants to give me a million dollars that he got overpaid, um, he can do that. All right. What a oh, nice accounting error in his check favorite. his tax return. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's it's it got cut immediately. Obviously, it's in tax time. But the fact that it took that like I don't know when that payment was made, but just doesn't look good. It's just optics, right? It's like, ah, right, we got enough money. Oops, we overpaid you. Sorry, but you know, some grad assistants getting by on like thirty two grand a year. Oh well. Uh, anyway, I think that'll do it for us here on talking Tiggs. And on that note, uh, but actually. About to be tip-off time for the Lady Tigers. I think it's on ESPN2. Don't know why I'm mentioning that because this pod's going to come out way after it's time to tune in. But um, hope you're able to catch it. Catch the, the Lady Tigers in action. See the PMAC rocket on national television. For the women, of course. But um, that'll do it for us here on Talk and Tigs. Tune in next week. We'll have more for you. Uh, whatever comes down the pipe. Uh, and we'll present it for you folks here on Talk and Tigs as we always do. Because we care. So until then, have a good week, stay safe, stay tuned, and we'll talk to you next time. We'll talk to you next time.